You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Greg Evans is, uh, well, in the house, of course, and Sue Stanley OAM is in yes. the house, and we're Sue. about to put in a call to a man called Gary Todd. Hmm. I um, had an unusual uh, introduction to Gary. Gary rang me up. I'll mention this when I speak to him. He rang me up and I, I said, hello. I mightn't mention <laughs> this to him. I said, hello. And he said, oh, is that your son? And I said, Yes. He's Chinese, is he? Is that Chinese? He's <laughs> Scottish. And he said, He's Scottish. He said, is that your son? And I said, yes, I thought it was a hoax call or yes, a prank. Yes, a scam. And I said, what do you want? Who are you? He said, I'm Gary. Gary Todd. I said, <laughs> uh, Gary, what do you want, mate? He said, well, you should interview me. Uh, not bad accent, is it? It's, no, it's good accent. He said, yeah, shut I said, who are you, mate? What, is, what are you doing? What are you ringing me for? I said, where'd you get my number? He said, it was given to me by someone. And he said, he said, yeah, should, I said why would I interview you? Who are you? What, are you what, what have you done? He said, I've written books. I'm a best-selling author. I said this way. And I said, mate, please. I said, put, text me, seeing as you've got my number, text me who you are and I'll have a look at what you're t- on about. Since then, um, the people who said gave him his number, John Locker, and said, oh, you want to speak to Gary? He's a... Gee. And I said, well, shit, so wonder he'll even speak to me. Yeah. I thought he was a fucking idiot. Yeah, I said, he's a bloke ringing me up. And I said, uh, so uh, this is... Uh, this will be interesting how this goes. Yeah, this say, could go well, really now well. That I know, box you in now the Now ears. that I know who you are, Gary. Yeah. Um, so we're going to put it and call to him. Okay. And uh, I, I know very little about him, as you'll understand by my questions. Well, uh, you know he's Scottish. Let's hope... It's this a Brit Latin moon Latin nit nit. Oh, so here we <laughs> Where go. Where was he born? <laughs> I've going to ask him. Oh, okay. Hey, just a minute. Here we go. I hope he takes the call. Or no, he might pick you. Completely redundant. Here <laughs> he we go. might say, who is this? Now we've got a technical. <clears throat> I can hear something ringing. Is it upstairs? She might be in your ears. Yeah. Mm. Hello? Hello? Hello, Sam. Gary! Hiya, Sam. How you doing, mate? Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. It's about as good as the call he made you. Hang on a minute, just a minute. Gee. Can you hear me properly, Gary? I can hear you great. Good yeah. on you. Now, Gary, uh, yes. this is Sam Newman, and I've got Greg Hello. Evans with me. Hello, Gary. Hello, Greg. How you doing, mate? Uh, and hang on. And uh, Sue Stanley, who is a th- four-time world aerobics champion, OAM, she's sitting here listening to this. And I've just told everyone, Gary... How I came to <laughs> speak to you when you rang me up, and I had no idea who you are, and then, and I, I'm very sorry for that, but I thought you were—I didn't know who you were, and I, and then subsequently, uh, a number of people have said, "Oh, you should speak to Gary; he's a star." So I thought, "Oh shit!" I hope he speaks to me because I said, "Who the fuck are you? What are you ringing me for?" Because I, I had no idea why he'd rang me. So uh, here we are, Gary, and. Um, it's very nice to speak to you. Now, I can, I, I'm not sure if you could speak up. Can you hear Gary? I can properly? hear him now. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear him, but yes. can you hear him clearly, uh, loud? <laughs> All right. Gary, 
Yep. Uh, thank you very much for taking the call. We've, we, we do uh, on the You Cannot Be Serious. We have a couple of segments and then we always like to interview people of interest and I'm told you are a person of great interest. I know nothing about you. I've never met you, but I know, you, um, I know you've written a, a, a couple of books uh, about your upbringing in Scotland. I think you are, are you from Dundee. I'm from Dundee, yeah. From Dundee. Uh, you're from Dundee and you had a tough upbringing and then you've, uh, as uh, as it, all eminent and famous people are, you've made good and you've made the best of your life and you've known boxing, you're in the boxing world. So from that basis, we'll start that, Gary. Um, you, come f- you came or come from Dundee. Uh, you now live in Sydney. Are you domiciled in Sydney permanently? I live here permanently with my wife and kids. Yes. Yeah, so what you permanently live in Sydney? Yeah. Yep. And why are we speaking to you? Because you, uh, you, um, I'm told you had a very tough upbringing in um, uh, Scotland, and um, you wrote a book called Annie's Boy. I presume Annie was your mother, uh, uh, Gary. Yes, so Annie's boy was my mum. Yeah. Um, I wrote the book, uh, I started thinking about writing the book when after she died, because it, uh, obviously it got me thinking, I was getting a bit older, and um, we, you know, you, when as you're getting older, you start reminiscing about things that happened in the past, so I started thinking about it, and then one of my mates uh, through the boxing in Los Angeles said that we sat down and had a couple of beers one day, and he said to us, um, well, he told them his my story. I told them his, and all that, you know, that kind of stuff. He told me his story. I told them mine, and we. He started crying, and he says, "My God, that's some story, Gary." And I went, "Look, everybody's got their own story. You've got yours. I've got mine." But and he says, "Look, what about writing a screenplay?" So I says, "A screenplay." I says, "I've wrote a, I've wrote a couple of books, but um, writing a screenplay, I, I wouldn't know how to start." So anyway, lo and behold, a year later, I had the screenplay done. Um, and then my wife read it, and she said, um, my God, I never knew any of this. You know, the, the childhood, the, the, the issues you went through, and she starts crying. I go, geez, this thing's Holy making everybody cry. <laughs> Gary, what... no matter to make you cry, but what, what, that's what, what happened then I wrote the book. What, what got you interested, so interested in boxing? The boxing uh, the boxing's always been a, like, a passion for me since I was uh, a young kid. Um, my, my old man was fairly violent fella and um, it's in the book and all the rest of it but he got put away uh, thanks to me I testified against my dad at, at 10 year old Ooh. in court and he got put away and I always thought he'd come back and uh, I wanted to get oh, I wanted to stand up to him if he, if he ever came back so I started training I done a lot of running uh, road work boxing done a wee bit of judo so you started, you, you learned boxing to stand up to your dad? Yeah. yeah wow. That was one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons I wanted to look like Bruce Lee. So. <laughs> that sounds a bit like a boy named Sue, Johnny Cash. Uh, the yeah. bloke called him a boy named Sue because he knew he'd have to get tough or die. Um, so I'm just, if we could, just before we get on to the boxing um Gary, this this is uh, this there's a movie in this. Yeah. I've got a feeling. Uh, what what when people read your story about Annie's mother, what made them cry about the heart? What the hardship you went through? What made them bring a tear to the, what got them to bring a tear to their eye, Gary? 
do you think? So, so I'm, what I, what I was, it's, there's a lot of things in the book. It's, it's, a, it's an emotional book, but it's, it's also a story about living with a mindset that you, things are going to get better. And my mum used to, my mum used to pray every night out loud in the bed, and I used to listen to her in the next bedroom next to her. And we were very poor, and nothing was going right. Um, and it's it's all in the book. But my old man was just one thing that was going on. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, unrest in the country at the time. Margaret Thatcher was in. Yep. Um, she was causing mayhem in her own her own way. Um, there was there wasn't any uh, jobs and. All I wanted to do was work, and you couldn't get a job, so it was that frustrating. So I had to do things um, that were probably a wee bit unorthodox uh, just to get money. We'll say that, we'll probably term it that way. Um, but the, the, the emotional side of things, like, he used to torture us. Uh, my old man used to torture her, torture my mum. You know, and I would be there. Torture her? Torture her mentally, physically. I uh, see. You know, so they didn't get on, obviously? Nah, it was one of them relationships. Yep. So I'm just, you know, you, you hear about it. I, I, I speak to kids and that now up here in Sydney and stuff, and you hear a lot of these stories, but they, we never had any help. Um, like my, my dad um, used to carry a knife, a big butcher's knife around with him. He'd, he'd follow us down the street, and he, on a few occasions, he had the knife to our throat and uh, in public, and she went to the police, and the police never done anything. And, at one point, they were going to take me and put me in a borstal, so which is a boy's home. Yep. And if that would have happened, my life would have changed on its on its head, you know. Um, but we had, we, me and my mum was together the whole thing, and we, we stayed strong, and um, we got through it. We got through it, and then that's one side of Annie's boy. The next side of Annie's boy is when I, I started to get into my early teens and the things that I got up to, which is quite funny, you know, like... Uh, uh, basically, I robbed a truck. Uh, I was standing there with the engine on, and um, I couldn't drive. I'd never driven a car in my life, and I decided to sit steal a truck, uh, driving down the motorway, and uh, never even knew where the brake was. So that was one of the things. What was in the truck, Gary? Uh, well, I was hoping it would be a lot of expensive stuff. <laughs> but uh, we, I ended up pulling across to the side and just running, stealing it. So... But the, the other thing as well is we uh, we stole we, we broke in a, a truck that was that was pre we thought it was full of full of steaks and it ended up being fish fingers. So we, we, were, we had and, and my mate my mate never seen the uh, any any of the, the crime shows like the Sweeney or anything like that because I was expecting him to be bringing around the corner a big van. He came around the corner on a little well, it was like a mini but it's called a ladder and uh, the suitcase. The, my my mum's suitcase was bigger than the boot, so we spent we spent about ten hours unloading the fish fingers and selling them around the pub in Dundee. <laughs> Fantastic, Sam. I think we better read Annie's boy. What yeah. do you think? When, so, did, so, when, yeah. when 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 was this? When did when was the book released? Please, Gary. Uh, it, was, it came out in October uh, uh, last year. Last year, right. it, yeah. So when I uh, when I I'll, I'll send you a copy if you want some. Yes, thank you. When when I spoke to you uh, prior to getting you to come on here, uh, you said you were a best-selling author. So you've written Annie's book and you Annie's boy, Annie's boy, Annie's book, Annie's boy, and you also have written a book called Have You Not Roll with the Punches. 
No, no, I never wrote that. No, oh. no. I, my, my, I wrote. I What's wrote the other book you've written? I've wrote two personal bestsellers on boxing. So that's called Workouts from Boxing's Greatest Champs. Ooh. Workouts. Uh, so these, so, that's, yeah. Go on. No, no, no. With workouts. Uh, who have you worked out with, Gary? Uh, well, I've, I've worked it over the years. Uh, first of all, I've, I've uh, interviewed Muhammad Ali in his hotel room. I've. Uh, Interviewed Roberta Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. How um, did you get to I, interview these people, Gary? Do they know of you? You've, it says, I think you've uh, trained and uh, over 100 uh, personalities yeah. in the boxing industry. Yeah. How did you yeah, yeah. get to do this? I just perseverance. I'm quite annoying, sort of persistent sort of fella. So I just travelled and uh, I went to the gyms. Um, you know, just some of the doors opened some of them slammed in your face, but I just kept trying. And if, I, if, they, if they opened the door, I bet I'd kick the door in. And um, I w- there wasn't much thought. Was once I get my, my, my sort of on a mission. But some of the interesting things about um, are these fighters yes. um, and go to these gyms, the, it's the stories as well behind it. You know, like to get my interview with Tommy Hearns. So Thomas the Hitman Hearns, yep. one of the great welterweights moving up uh, in weight as well. But to get that to get that interview, I actually had to arm wrestle him and Caesar's Palace across the crap table, and he was with his mates, and uh, the whole at Caesar's Palace was was surrounding it. They were cheering for Tommy Hearns and I beat him, and arm wrestling to get the interview. Uh, and so, you said that the Hearns, um, who did he fight that memorable fight? Uh, sorry, um, Marvin Hagler. Uh, what? Marvin Hagler. Yes, Ma- Marvin Hagler, marvellous Marvin Hagler. You said that that was, uh, you thought, um, uh, Hagler won, didn't he? Hagler won, yeah. Hagler and, you, and you reckoned Hearns, uh, you, you thought Hearns won, I think. No, no, I didn't. I, I, no, no, I, 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 Marvin Hagler's my favourite fighter of all time. He was, I was a big fan. I see, fan. yep. Um, but no, and then there's other stories, like, just to get the interviews, but... It wasn't easy. Um, I was like a construction worker, so the, uh, even to get the book published, um, they said I'd never get it done. And I, here we are, about three international best-selling books sold around the world. But these these stories in the gyms, when you when you're going to these gyms, I went to the roughest, toughest gyms, and 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 in and in those days, they used to have Hispanic gyms, black gyms, yes, or Jewish gyms, and and I went to them all just to, to, to get the interview. So I didn't care where it was, but there was one particular time I came out of the, um, the gym in Los Angeles and um, I was walking up the road. With my, I, was, I had my beanie on. Um, I was covered in sweat. Is this in a black neighbourhood? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm walking up, I'm walking up in the no taxis, just me walking up the road and I says, I could get to the end of the road and I'll try and, I'll try and flag a taxi. Anyway, next minute, there was about 10 of these guys, I think it was 11 actually, uh, surrounded me in a circle. And um, one of the guys pulled out the gun and he pressed the gun at the back of my head. And uh, really? basically, let's kill this motherfucker. Uh, a white guy, you know. And uh, I kept, I stayed calm. And I'm, honestly, I, I've no idea how I've done it, but I think it was I, the reason I stayed calm was because I'm a childhood. You know, the, the things that went through. And I didn't really phase it, to be, to be honest. People talk about pressure. That was pressure, but pressure doesn't really worry me because I'm a childhood, you know. So 
that's what happened with that. But he did, I eventually talked my way out. I asked him if he looked. I'm not selling drugs. They thought I was a drug dealer or something. Oh, and I looked, see. Check my bag. Check my bag. It's, it's got a, a pair of gloves, hand wraps, and a, a skipping rope and an empty drink bottle. I just, I'm not here selling drugs. I, I just want to get the fuck out of here. And um, that's and they let us go. But this guy was very enthusiastic, wanting to kill us and blow my head off. So I was very lucky. I skipped that, but. That's just one of the stories, just to try and get the interviews uh, for the boxers. But um, it's, it's, yeah, it's been it's been a blast. It's been great, and uh, I'm actually working on my third uh, workout from boxing's greatest champs as we speak. So just just uh, seeing as I'm not accurate, could we? Ju- you've written a book called Annie's Boy, and what's the yeah. other t- title of the other book? The Work- other books are called Workouts from Boxing's Greatest Champs. Right, and and then so you're about one volume two. So it said here, and I read a little about you, it said that it's about fear, struggle and violence. Sounds like drugs, rock, uh, drugs and rock and roll. And, uh, but it said fear, struggle and violence, and it said roll with the punches. Is that, is, is, is that oh. encapsulates? Oh, uh, cool. just, what's that? I think that's maybe you can describe me as just roll with the punches all the time, but it's not me. That was the me. But Annie's boy, Annie's boy's a, a story of struggle, it's violent. It's uh, loving with the mindset that things get better. And there's a few funny stories in there, but it's emotional. And it's, to be honest with Sam, it's, it's actually a love story. Yeah. And uh, a guy like me, I never thought I could ever write a love story, but it's a love story between a wee boy and his mum. Gary, you sound like a gentle giant. I've seen a picture and you've got lots and lots of tattoos. Do you have a tattoo of any boxer on your body? <laughs> no, I don't. No. no. If you did have a, a tattoo of a boxer... Hang on. Well, who would you have and where would you stick it? Oh, if I had a tattoo, it'd probably be... Um, Marvin. Sugar Ray Robinson or oh, Marvin yes. Hagler. Sugar Ray Robinson or Marvin Hagler. Very and nice. I'm not sure what it's for. The wife would absolutely kill us anyway, so I'm probably too scared of <laughs> um, Gary, you could ask Sam about Muhammad Ali because as I sit here in the studio, I'm looking at a picture of him and the great man together. Yes. What a man. What a man. Yeah. Well, so, well, 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 hang on. Where did you meet Muhammad Ali, Sam? Oh, when he was out here. Oh. Uh, he came out uh, for some reason. I, I I met him when I was with the channel I worked for. Um, um, you, so the current, I don't think he's not sure if he's the current heavyweight champion, uh, Tyson, um, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, do you have a regard for him? Or I, I think you thought he was... Uh, a bit of huff and puff, although he's a very tough man, but uh, probably would you have liked... How would he have gone against Muhammad Ali? I know it's a hypothetical th- question, but um, what do you think of Tyson Fury? Well, Tyson Fury is, is, um, is very tough. He can take a punch, but I've always re- never rated him as highly as what he rates himself, and some of the media rate him as well. I, Muhammad Ali would have... Um, He's not as big as him. You've met Muhammad Ali, but yep. he's, he's, he's still a big guy. But the difference between Muhammad Ali is he's, he's very, very smart, very good on his feet, and and fast. And he would have, he would have outboxed uh, Tyson Fury. I wouldn't even put him. I wouldn't even mention him really in the same sentence. Um, that's the way I feel about Tyson Fury. I've met Tyson Fury on a few occasions, and um, he's a big, lump of a guy, but. Once his legs start to go, which every boxer, every sportsman, the legs start to go first, 
once his legs start to go, and I think his legs are going now, than they have been for the last couple of fights, um, he's not going to be near as uh, handy. He's a bully, and um, he'll, he just throws his weight on you, sticks a few elbows in. He's not, he's not as polished as Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali would just absolutely box him. Like, and all, probably stop, probably of, not doing a few things as well. Of all the great fighters, uh, the household names that you've met, um, who do you regard as? Uh, um, who do you regard as uh, Roy Jones? He was a. Was he the man that used to wear a top hat and tails? And or was I've got someone? I've got him mixed up with someone. <laughs> Well, probably, I think he does actually. I think he did with the. He was an educated, uh, articulate man uh, that uh, defied yeah. defied the odds of when he got into the ring. He was a great. He was a great. He was one of the one of the greatest fighters. Um, but for me, it's, I mean, it's very hard when when you spend half an hour in in a hotel room with Muhammad Ali. The, the guy just oozes. He's got this aura around him, and um, charisma. I, I remember, Charisma, but he had this sort of glow in him. He was, he was so you, you left feeling great. You know, like just that. Oh, like, what a man! But he just—he's not just a, a brilliant boxer. He was a great person as well, you know. And uh, and that shines through when you talk to him. But he—that was a real highlight for me. But I've, I've, there's, there's been too many, you know, like there's. Um, and, and other memories that go with her. It's just, um, he, I've just been dead. Uh, Ali was pretty savage on uh, Joe Frazier in the day. Uh, probably wouldn't yeah. have got away with things he said uh, about him uh, in today's climate. Um, did you ever, did you ever speak to him about it? Why he was so personally savage on Joe? I know gamesmanship is a big thing, but he called him a monkey and an Uncle Tom, and a, uh, he was very, very uh, savage on him. When I when I spoke to Muhammad Ali, he was he was very um, apologetic. He yep. says, "Look, all, all we wanted to do, he says, is, is sell a fight." He says, "In the end, up he says he was a good man. He uh, tried his best for his family." And but the other thing as well, I met Joe Frazier on three occasions, and I asked him the same question, <laughs> and I got I got a totally different answer. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll not I'll not say what he said, but. Yeah, uh, it was a totally different answer. Gary, you've um, you've been very blessed uh, with your passion uh, with boxing to be able to yeah. meet these great stars uh, and uh, and spend time with them. What a what a terrific buzz for you to be able to sit down in a hotel room with Muhammad Ali. I was very lucky, but it took me three days to get that interview. Um, I stood at the bottom of a lift. He had a private lift in the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, and I stood for three days. And all I'd done was go and get a bottle of the water, and um, I had to get past. I had to get in the good books with the uh, the uh, bodyguard. I just stand at the bottom of the lift, and um, I eventually got it. So did, did you hear that, that Sam? It, rather than go through all the official channels, um, Gary stayed at the hotel and stayed there in the lift and waited for someone to come down that he could get in to see. Him. Muhammad Ali. Fantastic. Mate. Uh, Dedication. Uh, the greatest uh, asset you can have in life is persistence, yes. mate. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've got another picture of me here and Joe Frazier. I uh, was in his corner when he oh. came out here and fought uh, in um, Melbourne in uh, oh, 
20 odd years ago, he, I can't remember who he fought, he fought Muhammad Ali's training partner, who, uh, he, 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 uh, but I'm, uh, uh, I've got a, Look at this. I, I know you can't see this you're guy, holding, you're not a, shaking his hand, you're holding his yes, hand. Yes, I'm holding his hand in awe. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he a great man as well, like, see when, see when, I could not believe how small he was. Yep. Um, as a heavyweight, I couldn't believe how small he was, and, and, and other than that, how big the guys he fought. He, he was a small heavyweight, wasn't he? And Mike Tyson? He wasn't very I, big I, either. I, I, trained, I trained with Mike Tyson on half a dozen occasions over the years, and I had, I had some uh, pretty funny stories with Mike Tyson as well. Some of them, uh, some of them probably couldn't go to air, but um, <laughs> he's, all I can say, everything you read about Mike Tyson is true. Now, um, Gary, why have you... Why have you uh, settled in Australia? Um, um, uh, what, 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 what did you do? So why did you decide to emigrate here? I, I emigrated here. It's, it's obviously in Annie's boy, the book, but I emigrated here because there wasn't much of a... I couldn't get a job. Um, I was working in the abattoirs, and uh, that was a good job. That was my best job I've had in my life, believe it or not. And in Dundee? In Dundee, yeah. Yep. And um, I loved it. I loved the, uh, the the Rocky story. So yep. I was living, I was living a, like a Rocky story in Dundee. But um, I was going to get in too much trouble. I was going to get in too much trouble, and there was always loads of fighting and people getting glasses in the face and stabbed. And um, I want, I thought I could do better than that, you know. So um, it was a bit, it was a difficult situation. I was in leaving my mum. Uh, it was broken, broke my heart. And um, I couldn't have settled in Australia for the first five years. And um, I eventually uh, got on the oil rigs. I went and worked on the oil rigs uh, for, for another five years. And that sort of was out. And then I met my wife. And then she's, she's sort of the reason. Where's she from? She's from Dundee as well. Oh, yep. And you I brought her out here to us. I couldn't get any Aussie girls to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know what they mean. <laughs> and you bought. <laughs> we, we've got an interpreter here, uh, Gary. We're going beautifully. You probably don't understand me as well, or you, Greg would. Greg's very articulate, but I'm. Uh, no, I understand everyone. I understand everyone. And so, what do you do when you came? You, you do you currently do anything out here, or have you retired? No, no. I'm a, I was. A, I'm a construction manager. Oh so, wow. I look after like three, four, five billion dollar projects. So I've worked on a few, fair few tunnels. Uh, I worked underground on, oh, on a lot of the, a lot of occasions, and then I done. I just recently done, well, not recently, but I done the uh, Sydney Light Rail, which is a, a yep. rail system that's going through Sydney. So. And any trouble? Uh, I bet you don't have too much trouble if they come up to the office. You say, oh, "Boys, I'd <laughs> step back out onto the job," or rat a tat tat. They do what they're told. You know, now, uh, you're... you're uh, you know, I, I don't get that. I, I, we don't get too much trouble like, with the unions and stuff like that, you know, but, um, but there's always... There's always, there's always I mean, it's, a, it's a strange industry to work in, put it that way. <laughs> Well, it's a strange industry Sam works in as well because one day his phone <laughs> rings and it's an interesting fella like you, Gary Todd. I mean, how lucky were you, Sam, to get a phone call from Gary? What a fascinating man. So you're, you're about as... You're, um, I'm not sure who's been more famous coming out of Scotland, the Bay City Rollers, uh, you or you. You were up and about at about the same time they were, Gary, although uh, poles apart from what I understand about how the Bay City Rollers were travelling. Well, she, 
the other thing that I should mention, I suppose, I don't know, I always, I always struggle with these kind of interviews, but uh, my wife says, just got to go on and tell yourself and just be yourself. And I goes, okay. But I should mention that I've been, I've also been nominated uh, this year for the the Boxing Hall of Fame in America. Wow. Have you? Uh, so I've been nominated for induction. So as soon as I heard, I went out and bought the, the air flights and uh, the, I booked the hotels and, and my wife says, you've not even been uh, given the nod yet. And I goes, I care, we're going anyway. So, <laughs> so that's in uh, me and the wife's going. So if nothing else, we've been nominated. And if I do get it, I'll be the, I'll be the second person in Scotland to be nominated in the, the Boxing Hall of Fame in America. So, and who's the and, first? Uh, Ken Buchanan. Oh, yes. Ken Buchanan, Scottish lightweight. Uh, so he fought Roberto Duran. So he he deserves to be in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Me, as far as I'm concerned, I've just been dead lucky. So I'm going to take it. But um, No, 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 Gary, you can't, you can't sell yourself. Uh, mate, you wouldn't be nominated to be in the to be inducted in the Boxing Hall of Fame in America if you hadn't. You, there must be some other uh, thing you're not telling us because if you're not a boxer and you haven't fought over there, there must be something else going on. Well, I was a, I was a boxer. I've been, I've been a boxer. I've been in boxing all my life. And I, I, was, I, trained, I helped train Maha, uh, Maha, Mundine, uh, Anthony Mundine. Yep. Um, I, was, I was in Costa Zoo's uh, camp for uh, some time, for many years. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I've been writing. I've been a boxing writer. Mate, he's a, he's, a, he's a boxer. He's a trainer. He's an author. He's all of that. That's why he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. And on the Come seventh on. day, Come he on. rested. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> Gary, congratulations! What a fabulous career you've had and uh, are having, and um, and what great stories you've got to tell. Imagine having dinner with Gary. You just talk all night about these these great stories. But they're all in the books, aren't they? We can get the workout book, and we can get Annie's boy, and we can read about all these great stories. I'd love, I'd love to meet you actually and buy you a cup of tea. Yep, we'd like that. A That'd cup be of good. tea, yeah, uh, and we could uh, probably understand half of what you say and you'd understand <laughs> half of what we say. But the tea would bring us back to an even playing ground. Now, Gary Todd, thank you so much and give our regards to your wife and your kids and anyone else uh, that follows your life and uh, what a great success story you've been and thanks very much for joining us on You Cannot Be Serious, Gary Todd. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's a real pleasure. Good on you, mate. All the best. See you, Gary. See you, All the best. Bye-bye.